So Sea Cortez is a very unique fishery that it's its own, you know, subset body of water, so to speak. And it has a whole different ecosystem, you know, that we don't have on the Pacific side. The Cabrilla, you can only really catch them in and around the Sea Cortez for the most part. Welcome back to the Western Outdoor News podcast. This week, we're talking about the November 4th issue of Western Outdoor News, hitting newsstands, mailboxes, and tablets and phones. It'll be everywhere. November 4th, the issue of Western Outdoor News. So this week, we have breaking news of the 365-day license that will be on sale November 15th. And I'm joined by Matt Florentino from AFCO to get his perspective on some of the news stories today and to talk about the recent trip to the Sea of Cortez that the AFCO crew took. Matt, welcome to the show. What's your take on the 365-day license? Thanks, Brad. Um, I mean, honestly, that's something that we've been you know, pushing for for a number of years. So um, I'll say I'm pretty stoked to at least have a full 365 use of my license, uh, no matter what time of the year I may purchase it. So that's all good on my end. Yeah, I think the the flexibility is nice. I know that for many anglers, uh, we're still going to get it at Christmas or, you know, at the, before the end of the year even hits and it probably won't, uh, won't take a big effect on uh, the people that just like routine every year at the end of the year, you're getting your license. But for those people that may wait a couple months into the year before getting their license, before they go out on their first big offshore trip or something, this is really nice flexibility to have. And I know it's been a long time coming. We've been hearing about this for a very long time. And for it to finally take effect is uh, is a huge achievement. Second story, we have rockfish regulations have been updated, will be updated for 2023. Uh, it's a very complicated issue as we talk about rockfish regulations, but Merritt, our offshore um, saltwater writer, he said that Simply put, the total allowable catch of copper and quillback rockfish is being reduced to less than half of what we were catching in 2021. So uh, a little bit of a of a squeeze with copper and quillback. I know that this was uh, this is probably coming as no surprise to people. It's been uh, kind of a hot topic as we uh, as we got reports in this year for sure. But uh, keep keep in mind the 2023 rockfish regulations. We have a full breakdown in Western Outdoor News and wonews.com. Have you heard about these regulations, Matt? These you the know I've I've been seeing the headlines for them. Um, I'm not surprised, kind of like you mentioned that uh, they're now here. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm I need to brush up on exactly what the new regs are. But I, I've been I've seen the headlines. Yeah, and the Department of Fish and Wildlife, uh, they try their best to make these easy to uh, to digest, but uh, we try to make it even easier because it's uh, it, it's a tall order to read through all the regulations. So Merritt does his best to uh, to break it down into layman's terms for what actually matters when you're out on the water. Transitioning to two big stories of uh, record fish being caught unintentionally, uh, San Vicente is making headlines with a 20-pound striper caught on an Alabama rig. And this came as a surprise because not many people even knew that striper were in San Vicente. And again, San Vicente is in East San Diego County, for those of you not familiar. But uh, it, it, it was shocking even within the office here. Many people heard that this uh, this striper was caught in San V, and uh, it, it definitely turned some heads 
have you fished San Vicente, Matt? You know what? I've never fished San V, but I, um, I, I as well, I saw that pop up in social media the other day. Um, and you know, I was like, oh, nice trapper. And then I was like, wait for San Diego. What number one, I saw San Diego Lake. And then number two, I looked into it further in San V and I was actually totally perplexed. Um, but I'm not surprised that striper, I guess, you know, are kind of in places that they shouldn't be. Uh, that's kind of been somewhat of a lore in and around Southern California for a number of years, but I, I was not, I didn't expect to see one out of San V. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and even this angler wasn't expecting it. He was actually fishing for largemouth with his Alabama rig and making a couple casts right on the surface near the shore. And next thing he knows, he's got a 20 pound striper on his line. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. Fall, fall shad run and, and they're chasing bait balls like like all the other fish are. But just it was, yeah, I don't know how many are in there. I, that's kind of the next question I have. But very yeah, interesting. now that it's well known, I'm sure there will be people specifically targeting these striper. And uh, and we're going to have a better idea of, of how many striper there are in there after this story has broken. Um, we actually, perfect timing, we have a uh, a lake report, a lake overview written by Bill Schaefer about San V and he talks about his tips and techniques. And one of his hot tips that I'll give you guys on the podcast here is, uh, is all white baits, crankbaits, all white, uh, jerk baits, all white plastics try to go all white. That's his, uh, that's his hot tip. So I'm not sure what color trailers they were using on the Alabama rig, but if they're white, then that's a, a consistent tip for San V it's just all white. Yeah, I, I haven't fished San V, um, like I mentioned, but uh, that's a typical fault pattern. Uh, that that bait will kind of end up in the back of coves, and that's that's spot on as far as this time of the year. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so that one was an unintentional striper that was caught when targeting largemouth. But looking up in Northern California at Shaver Lake in Fresno County, a 12-pound brown trout was caught on a jerk bait when the angler was actually targeting smallmouth. So he, he actually potentially broke the lake record. Uh, at least the recent lake record was smashed. They haven't seen a, a 12 pound brown in shaver in many, many years. And uh, of course, that again was caught unintentionally. So it was, uh, it was kind of a fish of a lifetime for this angler when uh, he was aiming for smallmouth, ended up with a 12 pound brown. Looking to a totally different field, let's talk about the waterfowl opener that was last week as well. And we have Jim Nemec reporting from 10 regions, and it was it seemed like an excellent opener for waterfowl. We had the San Jacinto uh, wildlife area reported three birds per angler or per, per angler per shooter on average, which out of the 10 regions that he reported on, uh, San Jacinto wildlife area was definitely the hot spot for the waterfowl opener. So Matt, do you ever get out and, uh, and shoot waterfowl? You know what? That's one thing I've actually never had the opportunity to do. Um, it's one of those things that's on my, you know, bucket list. Um, I work with a lot of folks back east of the parts of the country and I know waterfowl and especially like duck duck season, you know, and like their part of the country is a big deal, but something I haven't done. I definitely want to do it though. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, everybody can stay tuned for Jim Nemix reports. This will be every, uh, every week he'll have the, uh, the waterfowl report across all those 10 regions. He keeps it very consistent with the latest reports in Western outdoor news. 
So those are the big headlines this week. Uh, actually, as this episode is being released, I will be in Cabo San Lucas at our 24th annual Cabo Tuna Jackpot. We're already at this point, we're about uh, we're about five days away from registration and we are over $1.1 million in payout for this tournament. So I'm wow. sure that number is just going to keep growing and growing by the time registration day hits when you're listening to this episode. So uh, Bisbee's had their event last week. They had 219 boats, and that set a new record for the uh, for the tournament season down there in Cabo. And we had 167 boats last year. So we're looking to uh, to increase that substantially this year, and hopefully report some some great catches. We have tuna, wahoo, and dorado categories, and fishing before the tournament has been red hot down there for all three of those species. So we're looking forward to the weigh-ins and uh, you can follow the Cabo Tuna Jackpot on social media for live updates throughout the tournament. And we'll see everybody down there if you're listening to this and going to Cabo. So speaking of Cabo, Baja, California, we're here with Matt Florentino from AFCO. So the the AFCO crew took a trip down to the Sea of Cortez and uh, and the footage you guys came back with is astonishing. I mean, the beauty of Baja was truly captured in this uh, in this video presented by AFCO. So, Matt, tell me about this trip and tell me what brought you guys down to the Sea of Cortez. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's kind of cool um, and being able to capture you know, something that, that we love doing uh, is just the adventure and the allure of Baja and specifically uh, the Sea of Cortez. Um, it's something that me and my buddies have been doing uh, for a number of years now. Um, there's been, you know, there's, it's, it's, there's no, it's, I would say it doesn't get as much coverage as other parts of Baja does, you know, whether it's San Catin or, Ensenada, you know, or Loreto or uh, Cabo or, you know, Los Barriles, places that are kind of staples as far as um, fishing and fisheries go. Um, but that northern section of the Sea Cortez is is a nice little spot um, just to kind of seek out adventure. Um, and we, we, I'd say my core group of guys that I've been going down with, um, we're predominantly calico bass nerds, for lack of a better term. Um, and you know, sometimes you need to change a pace or change a scenery. Um, and this whole fishery, it caters directly to what we like to do. So, you know, very aggressive fish that love eating artificial baits. Um, we were able to trailer our boats down. So we kind of have the comforts of home, so to speak. Although, you know, um, camping on the beach or doing it or staying at different places down up and down, um, the Sea Cortez side makes things, you know, very fun and interesting. Um, so yeah, it was just something that like me, I've been able to experience, um, working here at AFCO, we're always trying to think of different concepts or different ideas, um, you know, to bring different forms of content to the table. Um, and this was something actually, we shot this actually a, a year ago, last winter. Um, so kind of post COVID, this was kind of the first trip we actually did. So it's kind of fun to see it all come to fruition in form of this film. Um, something that, you know, you don't have service down there. Um, there's, you're kind of off the grid but just being able to showcase and capture the things that, you know, kind of the things we see, things we experience and the fishing that can be had is, um, you know, very, very happy to kind of bring this, uh, you know, forward uh, with AFCO. Yeah. And if you watch this video, I, I'm going to tease this because you have to watch it till the end because that shot of you guys standing on top of that hill 
is like <laughs> the most epic shot ever. I don't know whose idea that was, but it it definitely pays off to watch this video all the way to the end to see that to see that shot. It's like your guys's Avengers shot. It's it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, the credit for that shot that goes to Jason Arnold. Um, so you know, I I had the idea for this. Uh, Jason Arnold is some uh, one of our uh, key photographers, videographers. We have worked with Afco um, for a number of years. And um, yeah, he uh, he he shot all of this, um, captured all of it, and we also worked with Adam Osborne um, for all the post production. Just to kind of you know, just do do uh, do Baja justice was my main goal. Yeah, no, I mean the the coloring on this thing. I mean, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to these uh, to these videos and the uh, the the intricacies of all of the the shots and the the coloring. It just it captured the magic and the beauty of Baja so perfectly and. Uh, and that shot at the end is just like the uh, the chef's kiss, as the kids are saying these days, <laughs> to finish off that video. Yeah, and Jason uh, Jason did the voiceover for the video, and I, I think at, uh, near the beginning he talks about it's like being on Mars, and it really is like that hill we're on. It literally felt like you're on Mars. If you've been down to Baja, you'll know and understand how remote, and you know it's you're basically in a you know a desert tropic is what i kind of describe it as you know it's really barren but it's also very rich um with nature and wildlife and and everything else um and yeah it's it basically does feel like you're on mars <laughs> yeah so let's talk a little bit about the fishing down there you guys specifically talk about leopard grouper so tell me about that fish oh yeah i mean again like i said we um pre- predominantly the, the group would go with and on the trip um we had a uh, fortune to be, be down there with my dad, Captain Ben Florentino, um, Captain Jerry Mayhew, uh, Randy Spicer, uh, Vin Hong, um, and uh, Casey Shedd from AFCO. Oh, as well as uh, Justin Debris, um, one of our, our uh, Florida sales reps from AFCO. Um, so the leopard grouper uh, is, you know, that's a fish I was introduced to a number of years ago. Again, going down these trips with my buddies. Um, we all love catching calico bass. So this is really calico bass on steroids is probably the best way that I could describe it. So sea Cortez is a very unique fishery that it's its own, you know, subset body of water, so to speak. And it has a whole different, um, ecosystem, you know, that we don't have on the Pacific side. Um, you know, you'll get sprinklings of Cabrilla and grouper, you know, in around Cabo kind of where the Pacific, you know, meets, meets the Gulf, but, you know, for the most part, uh, in, within the Sea of Cortez is where you'll catch, you know, these, these leopard grouper, as well as a whole bunch of other species that we just don't have, you know, in the Pacific, but the leopard grouper, man, I mean, we, we basically take a similar approach, you know, and our skiffs are basically set up for calcobass fishing control motors, you know, graphs and all that, you name it. Um, but we're predominantly fishing relatively shallow, um, in rocky reefs. And there's a, you know, the whole Baja coastline, it's just a playground of, you know, just amazing, beautiful, you know, picturesque uh rock formations reefs you name it um and we just chase these things artificial lures you know whether it's surface iron or it's just big hard baits um or slow pitch jigs other things um we pretty much stick to just hard baits um i will say that's just the big difference is we don't fish many plastics like we would for calicos mainly because there's trigger fish in the secretes and if you fish a plastic bait you're going to have holes in your bait um (laughs) So we fish big hard baits, we fish heavy tackle, um, you know, predominantly like an eight, eight and a half foot heavy, extra heavy action, you know, kind of think of a surface iron setup, so to speak, in the big like 400 or 500 size um, bait caster with 80, 100 pound braid, 
Um, and we either fish like heavy fluorocarbon, um, like minimum 80, 80 to 100, or we fish uh, single strand wire or titanium wire. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so sticking with kind of the theme of this episode so far has been people that have been pleasantly surprised when they're not even going after a certain fish. Uh, do you have a story like that in Baja that, you know, you guys are going after leopard grouper or calicos or something like that. And then you're pleasantly surprised by another fish coming along. Oh yeah. I mean, like, that's the fun thing about the Sea of Cortez, you know, and even like on this trip, uh, we predominantly featured in the film, you know, our leopard grid catches, but you'll see some hogfish in there. Um, it's always a surprise. And, you know, um, the yelltail fishing down there is insane. Um, we actually had, it's almost like the yelltail down there are a nuisance, uh, where you'll pull up on these, like, they're almost like foamers of like six to like 12 pound firecracker yellows. And they're, it's like, you know, you'll have experience one of the best yelltail bites of your life, although they're made of the smaller grade, but you will have those kind of like odd end fish, whether it's these, they have these big trigger fish we've caught the, um, oh gosh, they're like the, uh, the, uh, they're the skipjack, but they're not, oh gosh, um, the Benito, but they have the spots on the bellies. We've caught those in real shallow. Um, you'll catch, you know, Sierra mackerel. Um, you'll get these, what are they called? Leatherbacks, um, that these little spines on their backs, um, all sorts of odd end fish. And then, you know, there's also too, you'll be surprised you're, you're trying to get the, the Cabrilla, you know, the Gulf grouper around. Um, you could also run into uh Pargo. We've got some smaller Pargo mm-hmm. and then golden spotted bass. Um, and for, you know, for me, again, I'm a, I'm a bass head and there's spotted bay bass absolutely everywhere in Baja, okay. um, places you don't expect them to be. We'll, really? we'll be for yellowtail in, you know, 60, 80 foot of water. And then you're catching, you know, white open spotties, but, uh, wow. yeah, Baja's a trip. It's that's what, that's, what's fun about it though. You just don't really know what you're going to run into your experience. Yeah. I think the, uh, that's definitely the allure is that, uh, the variety, I mean, you, Southern California, we have some variety, but I, just that list, that laundry list that you just listed out, you can't get that anywhere else. I could imagine. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing too, is like, and I think Casey Shed mentions it um, on the film as far as, you know, having this fishery in our backyard, ultimately, you know, and I, I'm fortunate here at Africa, being able to travel to different places in the country and experience different fisheries. And ultimately we have this very unique fishery in our backyard, which is relatively, you know, 10 to 12 hours South of San Diego um, and very attainable where you don't need to really hop on a plane. You can actually just drive down and experience it. Um, and it's a unique fishery. It's something that doesn't really exist in the other part of the world. Like the Cabrilla, you can only really catch them in and around um, the Sierra Cortez for the most part. Um, and, you know, kind of South America, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's one of a kind and should be protected at all costs and, uh, and experienced by everybody at the same time. So how can people watch this film and uh, and see see this video footage? Yeah, definitely. Um, you can go to afco.com forward slash Baja. We have a full landing page there that has the video. Um, there's also like you know, a little short recap. Uh, there's some some images from the trip. Um, that's pretty much where you can find it. And it's plays right there on YouTube. Excellent. Yeah. And I'll leave a link down in the show description for that uh, for that video as well. So it's easy to find. Uh, before we go, I, I noticed that at the at the bottom of this uh, at this write up of, of the Sea of Cortez, 
that you guys have your AFCO's Baja inspired gear, including your guys's barricade bib and the barricade jacket, which won at ICAST, uh, won best in show or best yeah. in the category at ICAST. Uh, can you kind of talk me through why these are Baja inspired and uh, what led to their creation? Oh, totally. You know, and this um, is pretty cool. You know, we, we won that award uh, last year at ICAST 2022 um, for a cold weather gear with Barricade. Um, and we actually were testing it in Baja. So <laughs> um, when people say and throw around Baja ready, Baja tested, I mean, this was gear that we specifically were using prototypes and whatnot um, prior to production. Um, and, you know, I'll talk a little bit too briefly about just Baja in a sense. And like, you know, guys just always want to know what, what to bring, you know, just to be prepared, whether it's tackle, whether it's clothing, like we, we go in the winter. Um, and more often than not, it's, you know, shorts, flip-flops, you know, and like, say like a sun protection hoodie, but it does get cool in the mornings. And if we're making runs, I mean, we were making 50 plus mile runs, uh, to Lagarda and you needed a good set of rain gear. Um, but the barricade suit specifically, you know, it offers three layer, um, waterproof, uh, waterproof construction. It's pretty dang, it's 20 K waterproof. So like, you know, it's been tested all over the country, but it's nice and lightweight. So it's not too, you know, it doesn't get too clammy and it breathes really well. So kind of when you're in Baja, when you need something to keep you dry, but also not something, you know, that's too heavy and too warm, that's the perfect suit for that. Um, so long as you layer accordingly, you know, I'll throw like our Reaper, um, like a Reaper hoodie or Reaper windproof underneath. And I'm pretty much dialed, you know, for that, those cooler mornings or those runs. If I'm, you know, you're dealing with some swell or some spray or some wind and then, you know, once you get to your spot, um, you know, take off those shell layers and then you're back to short flip-flops and a Pacifico. Um, so <laughs> I would say Baja inspired, uh, for sure, just cause that's actually the gear we use. And you'll see a lot of the gear throughout the film, um, between the outerwear and, you know, the, the stuff that we're wearing from AFCO. Okay. So I've never actually owned a bib myself. I've, uh, I've worn some waterproof gear, but it's just stuff that gets torn up and, and beat up after a season when I was fishing the, uh, saltwater bass series, the SBS tournament yep. series. Uh, what's something that you guys uh, take pride in with the bib specifically in terms of the design? Because I, you know, when you're wearing a bad bib versus a nice bib. So, so, uh, tell me a little bit about that design well, process. I'll be absolutely transparent with you on this. And it's something I'm very proud about is the gear from AFCO, um, specifically say this barricade suit or barricade elite suit or hydronaut suit, all that stuff has been tested here in Southern California. Um, and specifically, like you're saying the, the SPS series or Calico bass, what have you, um, the guys we have on our pro staff, you know, like, like a Ben Florentino, um, like a Jerry Mayhew, Randy Spicer, myself, we love going to the islands. Um, whether it's San Clemente Island um, or Santa Barbara, Catalina, you name it. Um, we typically go even when you're not supposed to go weather-wise. Um, and we'll go and knowing that we have nice rain gear these days. And believe me, I've lived it and I've used a lot of other rain gear out there from previous generations. And it just downright wasn't good, to be honest with you. Um, but this stuff has all been tested. Um, you know, I've I've done multiple trips, whether it's Clemente, you know, we get into that wide open afternoon bite when it's time to go home, but it's hard to put down your weedless rod because they're biting full speed. And then the sun's starting to go down and, you know, you're in for a three hour tour, um, AKA three hours of buckets over your head going home, whether it's back to Long Beach at a bad angle or what have you. 
Um, so all this gear has been tested in, in those scenarios and it's passed. And ultimately, we won't put anything out on the market if it doesn't really go through these rigors and tests. Um, and we have a great pro staff, whether it's us locally here in Southern California, um, folks down in the Gulf or uh, on the East Coast, as well as on the you know walleye bass bassing. Um, you know, so it gets the bass from us. And then I, I we feel very comfortable after going through those type of scenarios, you know, to then bring it to the market. Yeah, and you know, you can look on our website. Yeah, you look on right, you, you can take my word for it, but you know, the, our customer reviews are pretty evident too. That's you know, in all parts of the country. Perfect. Well, hey, Matt Florentino and AFCO, you guys, it's the Sea of Cortez. Check out the video. The link is in the description of this episode. And after you watch that video and hear us talking about this you're going to want to go down to Baja and experience this for yourself. So check out the film, Matt. Thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks Brad. And hope, hope you all inspired as, as I am. I'm ready to go back. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. <laughs>